We haven't done this one in a minute. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. What's up? We missed you. How you doing? Welcome back to the Peace, Love, and Applesauce podcast. My name is Juan. And my name is Abby. And we got some new shit. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, there's a third person here. Surprise, let's, motherfucker. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Uh, so we are starting a new series today. It will be ongoing, and it is called the Impact of Art Series. So as I said, this will be an ongoing series where we introduce and get to know those who are changing and growing their local communities through their art. Art comes in so many forms and speaks for their communities in times of joy and need. Whether an artist or a creative, the value you add to your community matters. We can't wait to introduce you to so many artists and creatives. We hope they inspire you the way they have inspired us. Now that the script is over, let's get to the fun shit. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we got to be organized sometimes, y'all. We're trying to take it serious, be professional, you know what I mean? Yes. So, as you already heard somebody else laughing in the background, we do have another special guest for this first episode of the Impact of Art series. So, would you mind introducing yourself with your name, where you're from, and what your favorite episode of this podcast is so far? Because I know you listen. My name is Bryant Cintron. You call me pieces. Um, I'm originally from Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. and I've been in Lancaster for a while. Um, yeah, and my favorite episode right now is the series. We, we uh, the self sabotage right now. I can't wait for the third one. Ooh, this guy's asking for a third <laughs> one. He's getting bold on his first episode. <laughs> but uh, just to give a little more backstory on Bryant or pieces, we also call him Beetle. If you're around, but uh, would would I technically consider you like my OG, I or guess like so. is, is mean, it like gang affiliated? If I say that, uh, <laughs> is Urban Soul a gang? Uh, well, I guess we'll answer that here today, right? Ooh. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, we, I mean, yeah. we met through Urban Soul. I actually was thinking about it. I don't remember like the first time we met. You just always kind of been there. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because it's. I guess I stay back, so I never really have a pinpoint of when I meet somebody. Mm-hmm. But you're you know, just there. When yeah, and then <laughs> when and then when you create that relationship, then you're you're just there, and you can yeah. Do you remember but, how about old you were? He was young. I was, was like still. fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, because you like would 10 come years ago. Yeah, now that. But then we could go back. But we could go back to, like, me knowing your mom and mm. already talking about you before I even actually met you. Yeah. When so you worked at McDonald's? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, We're getting deep into the history. Exactly. So, you know what I'm saying? I had to put a a, a face to my... To, to your presence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. So, to fill the gap for anybody listening, um, Juan and Bryant are in a... Breaking crew, just dancing, or just a dance crew. Just straight dance. <laughs> you know. They're in a dance group <laughs> <laughs> that is called Urban Soul. Correct. It's a gang. It's a gang. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a gang. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my god. So you are one of the founders of Urban Soul, correct? Yes, absolutely. It was me. Myself, um, John Nieves, DJ Faith, 
also known as B Boy Styles, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Joe Brief from Philly, uh, Juan Taco, and Michael Effusion. Mm. Yes. That old name. I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> yeah, Man. Shout out to him. He's so, doing a great job as a father. So. so when was Urban Soul formed? Like how long ago? 2011 was when the name was actually like established. But the crew itself started in about 2009. And okay. it was founded actually as Kingdom Crew as first. And then from Kingdom Crew, we became Urban Soul in 2011. Okay. Word. I didn't know that was the origin of Kingdom Crew. Because I knew about, like, you. I heard you guys talk about it. But, like, of course, I wasn't around for, like, that part. Yeah, so Kingdom Crew was actually me, John, um, Marcos, Daryl, Dre, Stevie. Yeah. Man, those are some figures I haven't heard of yeah. in a minute. So that was that was the original Kingdom Crew, and then, you know, added a few other people. Michael was one of them that was added to that, and then um, yeah, from there we we was that the same colors separate ways. No, it was actually black and purple. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was the color of two thousand nine. Because I did the same thing. Exactly. It was uh, yeah. So did both Kingdom Crew and Urban Soul begin just because you guys were all dancers or was there like a specific purpose? Uh, so I guess that was the transition. Um, Kingdom Crew was definitely founded on just solely dance. And then and as we got closer and we started actually spending more time together, even though we already knew each other, but, you know, spending more time as dancers together and stuff like that. And right. then everybody getting their own identity and their own creative ways of where they wanted to take dance, we decided to, some of us, take our own route, and that's when we had a rehearsal. Okay. So at first, it was literally more of just me, John, and Michael, and then Joe and Taco from Philly ended up joining in. But Sweet. So in regards to Urban Soul, then, is there a meaning behind the name? Because now, I didn't know that there was... Uh, a, a predecessor a predecessor a yeah. predecessor to Urban Soul so what was the purpose of I guess the name change and what does the name mean so shout out to Michael actually for that one Um, I guess the name change was already like starting to happen because it was more of the trying to go our separate ways kind of focusing more on just breaking at the moment and stuff like that. Um, but the name actually came up because um, Michael was that actually doing his senior project. Mm-hmm. And it was about local artists and dancers and stuff like that and just the b-boy scene in a sense. Oh, that's cool. So then from there, it was more like the whole urban lifestyle and the soul of those involved in it. So then that was his project, his senior project. And then from there, it was just kind of like, dude, that's us anyways. Yeah, like U.S. So, literally. Yeah. So then it was literally like just from there. It's like, that's what we're keeping. That's so, fire. Yeah. yeah. I, y'all never told me that either. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of things. <laughs> and it's yeah. also dope, too, because like even though we're all realistically years apart, like majority of Urban Soul has gone to McCaskey. 
Oh, yeah. Like, Absolutely. we've all gone to the same high school just in different time periods. Mm-hmm. And that's actually one of the, like, other times that I got, like, that close to meeting y'all because I remember we were doing one of the arch assemblies and that was when me and Tiny, I think, were freshmen. And mm-hmm. we came in and we started dancing and Michael saw us because I think he was performing too. Or I don't know. It depends on what year you graduated, but he was there. And he was like, yo, you need to come to Millersville and meet my crew and like, blah, blah, like trying to get us to come around. But that was like the seventh time that I met somebody from Urban Soul because I met John like three times before we actually became friends, like all the way from middle school when I was going to Teen Haven with y'all like yeah, them days, <laughs> them days, them days, <laughs> those Teen Haven days. I was in what? Seven? No, I was in eighth grade. Yeah. So, like, I've really actually been, like, poking in and out of whatever you guys were building. Building at the like, moment. Yeah. We, we're still trying to even figure it out. I don't even think we were building. Mm-hmm. I think we were just trying to figure it out. And the building was just kind of part of it. Right. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um. So, Juan and everybody in the crew has these, like, sacred beads that they wear. Mm. <laughs> Juan treats them like they're, like holy they are. <laughs> i'm on my fourth necklace because i've listen I've, i'm dedicated to these beads so i didn't realize <laughs> that the pattern on the necklace meant something yes absolutely. so please explain that the colors and the pattern all right so it's you know if you see us if you're in a group and you see some of us most of us we always wear them we always have them um and they are four black beads one white bead and one orange bead um the four black beads just represent the four elements of hip-hop so for you guys listening and you guys don't know all four elements of hip-hop are breaking dj rapping and graffiti so from that it's just you know dedicating our life in a 360 circle mm-hmm. to hip-hop and what it means the orange bead being knowledge which is considered the, the fifth element but the highest praise mm. um and then the white representing family because mm-hmm. we're a dance crew we're a bunch of dancers but we're also just a bunch of people that like each other <laughs> and uh we can actually hang out with each other yeah so we we became a family where the the chosen family, the 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 brothers that we didn't have. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sweet. Sometimes they get on my nerves. <laughs> I mean, you just said brothers you didn't have, so yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Some kids now. Oh. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Call them out. Oh yeah, we get listen. We get roasted like almost on a daily in the chat, like by somebody. That is absolutely true. Shout out to Joe. (laughs) Yo, listen, you're here now. Abby can prove it. There were nights where I'd be knocked out and my phone just and she like she muted the notifications. So when I wasn't responding for a minute, y'all were like, "Yo, what's up?" I'm like, "I I didn't know my phone was like." tampered with she turned y'all <laughs> off <laughs> i did Man. that so that you wouldn't turn it back on and i know you guys talk all the time because i get updated on the tea and everything like that exactly I so mean, like i like to hear to. like when everybody's getting roasted i'm like all right what are they getting roasted about she's today like, she sees me on the phone and like obviously my face turns she's like what's happening i'm like yo we're getting fried right now like <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> conversations could be anything from memes to the most deepest conversations that we mm-hmm. have. And that's the crazy thing that even though a lot of times we can go weeks without seeing each other, that chat and just yeah. having that communication with each other is actually what makes us who we are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's never that's, ending. We are. Yeah, I don't know. We're in constant contact with each other. Yeah, yeah which is great. Whether it's 10 p.m. or 4 a.m. Somebody's up. Yeah. Somebody's always Somebody up. Somebody's sending something somebody's, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> somebody so is on Instagram just yeah. scrolling. So and I will admit stuff. it here and now that anything after 10 p.m. makes me angry and I will. Mute I get in trouble. Chat. I get in trouble from y'all. <laughs> I will mute the chat. Look, I don't he's care. He's probably in the chat typing to him right now being <laughs> stupid. Like, oh man, get off your phone. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But oh. it's definitely turned into. Sorry, quick photo break. <laughs> turned into more than a dance crew because we do. Instead of just going by U.S., like we we go by USF Urban Soul Family, and like family has always been the emphasis of it. But other than getting to the deep emotional side of it, let's keep sticking with the yeah. art stuff. Yeah, because so... we could go on about this. Yeah. For a while. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this will be a part two with Pito. Yeah. Know. We'll see. Yeah. So in terms of like leading the group mm-hmm. and like being, cause you've been a leader in it for a, quite a while. Yeah. Um, On and off, but yes. Yeah. Um, do you ever want to step back and have somebody else lead? Like somebody that's like upcoming or something? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, we have kind of like this pattern of how we bring people in so just being a prospect at first and getting the time to know each other and stuff like that we we put in generations and then they become what we call them just a full patch type thing and then from there when they're full members you know they they we take on the identity so we have different different guys at different moments where they kind of lead um but at the same time like i do at some point, want to step back a little bit more, mm-hmm. but I'm so involved in what we're trying to do that at the end of the day, we or as the founder is always going to go back to us mm-hmm. as the last say. But we always have kind of like those front guys when they're at their most active moments and stuff like that, where we kind of let them lead and go from there. Mm-hmm. So, one last question about like just the crew in general. But um, what does it take to keep a dance crew afloat all of these years? Um, fun. Absolutely fun. Man, dancing can drain you. Dancing can make you live. Dancing will want to make you hate life and love it. Um, mm-hmm. so, Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so, Amen. It's one of those things where it's... You know, it's a lifestyle. We, we You fall in love with it. You hate it at some point. So because of that, like, to keep it afloat for this long is just the perseverance of having actual love for what you're doing and just having fun with it because who doesn't want to have fun? Mm-hmm. So that's how you keep it. Yeah. 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 So I know that you're involved in a lot of different aspects of, like, the local community in terms of, like, both dance and art. So you posted a photo not that long ago, and I... It was from the jam. Yeah, it's this one. Uh Uh-huh. 
And the caption, I guess, kind of struck me because, um, and I think Joe commented, is that who Brief is? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you said, don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Mm. And you had responded to Joe's comment and said, I come back to the floor, but building a whole scene while I was off it. So what is that like? Like building a dance scene? Oh, uh, What man. were you doing? Well, yeah, first things first. I mean, the Lancaster dancing has kind of been always abroad, going back to maybe 2007, 2008, 2009, with abandoned lyrics and different other crews that were that was happening at the moment, different programs. Different I forgot youth. about them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wow, man. you just unlocked a core memory, bro. Yeah, Holy man. shit. Man, shout out to Jay. lyrics. That's crazy. Yes, yes. You know, rest in peace, booby. Um, but yeah, abandoned lyrics. You know, it's definitely uh, a moment in my life. Um, also, you know, just building from there, from scratch. So the but the actual dancing, in a sense, when it came to what we <coughs> what we were trying to build, um, is more of. I guess having that identity of that breaking scene that we lacked off for so long. Um, there's definitely been dancers out of Lancaster, so I can't say, I can't take full responsibility of building a scene in a sense. But definitely the breaking scene, I think that Urban Soul has been the, the peer of the Lancaster dancing. Mm-hmm. So with that, just building it off the floor. It just meant having those connections, building with other people, with other scenes. I mean, my scene was Philly, you know. Uh, shout out to Break Free here in Lancaster and Lem and Chris that actually taught me and John how to break. But, you know, we they were just dancers, mm-hmm. you know. They, they, they weren't a scene. So we started going to Philly and started meeting guys from Rap Styles and you know, which is a legendary crew out of Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to Ruckus, Steve, Knuckles, Metal, um, all those guys. You know, they they taught me a lot. They taught John a lot. They actually still connected with the crew. Shout out to Joe right now that's working with them with Hip Hop Fundamentals and stuff like that. Um, but they have, you know, places like Philly, places like New York, places like Florida, um, Texas right now, it's on fire. L.A., all of those big cities have the scene. We didn't. We have to go to those places to actually right. have a scene. And it's kind of hard coming from a small town to get people to drive an hour and a half, two hours, just to go for a practice. Yeah. So then we were like, we need to create something for that because we love it, but we can't even be a part of it as much as we would like to so we need to create it here because we also love Lancaster like we're not trying to leave mm-hmm. so yeah it was more of just trying to find those places where we can do it making those connections see who was interested and just continue to build and create relationships to be able to have some type of platform where people can come and just hang out and just learn and teach each other and just be together and building that breaking scene because you can find a studio, you can find any other dance anywhere, but you can't really break anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's pretty dope. Wow, it, it's weird being a part of it because, like, 
I just kind of see what happens now and I'm a part of what happens now and like what happens moving forward. And of course, like I want to dive into it more and be a part of it more. And like, of course, we have Rome super active with the cypher spot here in Lancaster. So if you've seen any of my posts from there, um, I always have some footage of me in some lit up room with flashing lights and like I'm in a circle (laughs) for those of you who don't know what a cypher is. But like we're there dancing all the time and like it invites a lot of people from all over the place and it's like to think even when i was a kid there like there may have been something like that but not nearly as big as as it is now Mm -hmm. and like it's dope because going to these events and seeing all the philly heads that know you guys respect you guys and like the work that you've put in essentially for like every one of us in the next couple generations after get to realistically benefit from just knowledge wise that like has gone through you is dope but it also like expands the community because like it includes us in it oh yeah absolutely and that's how you that's how you keep it going that's how you can build it it's just having that foundation of like now you have so many other people involved that they don't have to be dancers, but they're part of the scene. Like, right. you know, at the end of the day, like, shout out to Christ alone for the the cypher spot. You know, it's it's from them and, you know, all glory to God on them. And, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, they're just, it, it, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to be able to actually have a spot right now. Um, Though we can do that, it's also a blessing to be having those connections with people and stuff like that. And like you say, you know, you being a dancer early on, you know that there wasn't any of those spots. Yeah. And, you know, and we started from a living meeting at parks and just going to Long's Park and dancing there or going to Reservoir. Concrete and, you know, sessions. Concrete sessions, man. <laughs> Six-word park. Yeah. Reservoir park. Like, the, those were our spots. We used to break into Millersville just to break in their dance studio. Like, that That was the thing. It was actually trying to form those that scene of like where can we go and just break and have fun and practice and learn and just you know keep doing that. Mm-hmm. That's, That's cool. really dope. Now, cool. even referring back to the crew, like we're not all just a bunch of dancers. We actually do a lot more, and a lot of us are actually involved not only in just the other elements of hip hop, which is clearly why we represent them wearing the beads, which also you don't get until after your prospect phase. So. You don't just automatically get them when you come in. People think it's sweet, but no, you got to earn them. Yeah, absolutely. Ha- that's, why, that's why we treat them like they're holy. Like, they are. You, you have, have to, work to earn them. And you then have you to have to make lot. You have to make them yourself, too. Yes. So like, you don't you, just get given. <laughs> no. You have to work for it. You make them yourself. You do the work. It's definitely uh, uh, it's a process. <laughs> that's all yeah. I can say right now. <laughs> that was my little side tangent. But back to the artistic side of things, like we have... DJs, we have people who try to produce and like we're we're all multifaceted when it comes to the art realm. So let's dive into the other scenes you're a part of, bud, because I know you're not only a dancer, but you're in the art scene, you're you're into cars. I've seen you active in a lot of different things. Let's break some of that down. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Art to me is literally that's my first love, you know. Mm-hmm. I dancing came along after. Mm-hmm. So even though I am, um, I was a little bit more active in the dancing scene for for a while, you know, and just still breaking. And until this day, art was the first thing that I fell in love with. So right, me painting and stuff like that is literally who 
I feel like that's what helped me with my breaking on the first place. So yeah, art is definitely a big thing. I was gonna uh, say let's let's elaborate on that more. What has art done for you since uh, it's such an integral part of your life? Man, so <clears throat> first of all, like when I first started painting, I was literally I would say six, seven years old. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time I was nine, um, I was doing a lot of watercolor and stuff like that. So from there, um. That was a connection. The first thing that art gave me was a relationship with my older sister. Uh, I have a sister. You know, she's mm-hmm. my best friend. Nice. Always had a relationship with her. However, mm-hmm. the four-year gap sometimes can be a little weird when you're having a a younger sibling and right. stuff like that. So I wanted to be with my sister all the time. Like, that was my friend. So yeah. what are we going to do together? So painting was one of those things that first gave me that. Oh, now we're painting. Oh, yeah, what are you doing? You're drawing. My dad also draws and stuff like that, so we both get it from him. But from there, yeah, just the first thing that art gave me was a relationship with my sister and just something to share with and something to have fun with. And then from there on, as you get deeper and deeper, now up to this year, you know, I feel like art has gave me a community. Art has gave me an outlet. Art has gave me breathe like oxygen (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so i know you said you started with like the watercolors and whatnot but like what art forms are you active in now like what do you do man this i think art has blended so much that now everybody's just abstract Mm. um that's a conversation too but (laughs) but yeah to be completely honest i don't i I consider myself a graffiti writer for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I do always say like I'm just graffiti and I hated the term before of graffiti artist. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I'm if I hate it anymore because I do graffiti influenced art. Yeah. I don't longer really, I mean, I do still write. Yeah. But I take them in two separate outlets so to me the writer and the bomber and all of that is one identity but then my me as an artist is completely different style in a sense even though it's very influenced by graffiti so i will say the cliche i'm an abstract artist (laughs) (laughs) no that's dope because like even with you like giving that breakdown of graffiti i've been talking to um Rome recently and he's like oh yeah when i write and i'm like oh i didn't even know those other terms for graffiti because like of course when you think of graffiti it's still considered art because it's like super colorful the the shapes are crazy and like there's so many different ways to do it but at the end of the day it's still like a writing form yes at its like core yes absolutely so graffiti is essentially calligraphy so it's it's hood calligraphy calligraphy hood calligraphy yeah pretty much (laughs) (laughs) yep so it's just at the end of the day is definitely they got different terms that's why sometimes it's so hard to identify as an artist when you're a writer or as a writer when you're a right artist Mm. because of the fact that they there's two different rules for for them Mm -hmm. in a sense because it's calligraphy it's not necessarily an art in the early days, it was still considered you didn't consider yourself an art graffiti artist because nothing was being blown up yet. It was mm-hmm. just people writing their names. Right. So there was no art to it in a sense, other than the art of calligraphy. 
and then people started making the words bigger and the letters bigger and the bubbles and adding the colors and the shapes and then people became graffiti artists but Mm -hmm. essentially you were just a writer with a big name (laughs) yeah basically (laughs) that's all it is i mean it you made your name pretty on the wall that yeah that, that's all it is <laughs> even and though like sometimes you can't even read it unless you have the trained eye like, yeah for yeah. certain letter shapes and, oh, yeah like, absolutely i mean it, it, it's there's definitely and i feel like that's also what comes back to the whole graffiti writer graffiti artist because mm-hmm. now is if you change too much of the letter structure um it's no longer a letter Mm-hmm. So then yeah. now you're just making art. You're not necessarily still sticking to certain things. So that That's what makes the difference. And at least in my eyes, how, how I've been taught. And yeah. But now with that being said and how you um, answered one of my earlier questions about like what art has done for you. Um, how did you get involved with all of like the local art scene and events in Lancaster? Because like. I mean, you just had the, what was it called? The West End Market yeah. art show that yeah, you just yeah. did that yeah. we went to. I was a vendor so, there. Shout out to Sylve. Yeah. So like being a vendor, like I don't even know how to find out about these things half the time unless Man, I like, see right, somebody post yeah, them. Yeah. Right now, right now is just a bunch of misfits, artists just trying to come together and create something. And it's, that is the most purest way of art. Um I started, so the art scene in Lancaster now is just, it's crazy. It's booming. There's so so much talent. But for me, in the beginning, again, coming from graffiti, I was just a bomber. Mm -hmm. I wasn't in that clique. I wasn't in that group of people. I'm just, they, there's a name. There's no face to it. Right. Once there was a face to it, shout out to the Dab House. I mean, that's kind of how it started of making that transition and then, you mentioned earlier about me being in the car scene and stuff like that. Well, my friend Sean, rest in peace, um, he was the first person to give me that openness during the car show to, yo, start doing art out front. Like, you, you're too dope and too open in your creativeness to stay as a bomber. And he was like, here's the platform, you know, here's car shows, boom. You have a space, and then from there, that's when I was like, oh, crap. Like, I can actually just go more of this route instead of staying as a bomber. So then from that point on, then I started doing more canvases and being more open about my art in a sense. And then from there, I met the guys from the Dab House. You know, shout out to Sylve, Murph, Chris, Cy. Um, And then, yeah, they, they opened up this dope shop downtown where it was just vintage hip-hop gear clothes toys a whole memorabilia Mm -hmm. of the 90s and 80s and just just dope vibes so then we started hanging out there and like from the moment we went we all clicked we all instantly you know we created just a crazy vibe and then just having um different events there during first fridays and so on then we started meeting a lot more artists and then we had a one day for a 420 event you know we i started painting live outside and you know i'm painting rome's breaking john's there telling's there everybody's there you know the crew's there dap house is there friends family everybody just came up and we just 
hanging out and just from there we just as we kept meeting more artists and stuff like that it was more like okay so like let's keep doing this and we kept doing that and then covid ruined it and yeah then, yeah now that that Dab House will live forever. Yeah. I was always... I was going to say, I love that store. Yes. I was yes. always so hurt because that's when we lived up in Hershey. Mm-hmm. So, like, and I would... never got to do I could never go guys. to the first Fridays. Was, I was... I was hurt. I would watch. I would see all the dope stuff. And I'm like... I would always see Silver. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm part of Urban Soul, too. And, like, I would tell him, like... Because he would see the beads or... I would be like, oh, yeah, my friends just performed, like, the other day for y'all. He's like, oh, dope. And, like, I know it, like... Yeah, yeah, he's man. He's definitely has become a big really close friend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's he's man. Shout outs to him, Crumbs, man. He's a beast. Um, he's also has become a really close friend as well. And yeah, it all comes from there. And then just again, just meeting different artists and just connecting and just flowing from there is just became a thing. And then now, a few years later, even after the store closed, we're still friends. We're still hanging out. We still you know having events and just trying to put art out there mm-hmm. yeah what is your advice to an artist slash creative who wants to get involved in the in their art community in the art community i mean just go out man try to uh connect with artists i know we definitely have different cliches different clicks of who and you know that's literally how we are all have becoming so close right now and just having different conversations, different events and stuff like that. It's just from meeting each other and just sharing those experiences and stuff like that. And you will find there's so many different groups and cliques of artists in every city, I would say, that I know here in Lancaster, there's definitely different cliques Mm -hmm. and we're the misfits and we love it you know (laughs) and you just gotta know and find your clique and then just keep evolving and literally the only thing you can do is just create keep creating keep learning keep becoming a better artist and not for anybody else but for yourself and then once you start doing that you will get noticed you would put yourself out there and then see where it takes you Mm -hmm. good stuff thank you so looking on the other side of things, since Abby and I like to talk about and identify burnout a lot, I would like to know how do you maintain a healthy relationship with your art? And that is for all forms, whether it's like your actual like artistry on paper or uh, on the dance floor. Um, a healthy relationship with my art. A healthy relationship with my art is really just being myself and just taking the time to appreciate those good and bads, those ups and downs as I'm creating. Because sometimes, you know, you you got you need a break and you can be worn out when it comes to dancing, you know, it's very physical and I'm a contractor by day, so I, there's days that I have long days that I don't want to practice, I don't want to train. Um I can also have creative blocks where even though I'm just um practicing certain things i'm not necessarily creating new moves or anything like that and i'm just kind of maintaining and it's just the only way to keep it healthy when it comes to dancing or when it comes to my art as well having um artist block is just taking those times to actually just appreciate the time where it's like okay now i'm just regaining energy for myself now Mm -hmm. i'm going to create more and just i guess just 
taking each moment and your peaks and because I can go weeks where I'm painting every day and then I can go months without touching a can or a brush. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of taking those times and appreciating them for what they are and trying to think positive in any artist block and any like physical situation or mental that I can't dance or anything like that. It's just thinking of like, Maybe it's not my time to create. Maybe it's not, my art is not, my emotions are not going to be there if I'm just creating mm-hmm. just because I feel like I have to paint. So I'm, I'm me as an artist, I'm just very emotional. I'm very, I'm very seasonal. And so I ha- you create and I had off to, of feeling? Absolutely. When um, I decide to create new moves or I decide to, it's time to, create a new canvas, a new piece or anything like that is very, it depends on my emotional state at, in my regular life and right. how what things I'm going through or just how I'm feeling. I can be very happy and I can be very outgoing and it's kind of like, all right, well, if it's my time to create today, it might be a very happy piece or a very fun move. But when having sad moments or anger moments or just drained and you know the the piece might be very emotional or it might be a little bit more on the dark side and the same thing that it comes to dancing it'll be maybe more aggressive uh, of a move and stuff like that so emotions definitely have the biggest part i do think that any artist any creative and stuff like that need to use emotion if your piece have no soul it's literally just a drawing just like if if you're dancing and you're just dancing with no soul, it just moves to a beat. Mm-hmm. So to me, if you don't have those emotions, you can't. And emotions are not always just happy. It's not just sunshines, you know. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, just having the, the different emotions and just being able to learn from the good ones and the ones that are per se bad... I feel like that's the only way to keep it healthy because when you have your ups and downs, just take your L's as lessons and learn something and sit back and let it create, let it marinate. Every art, every piece, every move, everything that you make needs to be marinated into something to be able to become something bigger. Yeah. That's beautiful. I like that. I like that too. Now, after everything you've said, after all that you've just took us through with this short conversation, what inspires you to still keep doing it to this day? Ooh. Um, the cliche answer will be my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is the answer. <laughs> right. At the end of the day, it comes to that. It comes to being able to teach them at some point that creating something and becoming yourself, being vulnerable with yourself and putting yourself out there through art can definitely like help you go through life. And Mm -hmm. that is that being able to provide that for them, being able to provide that for other people, also being part of those communities and having the support system and the different friendships and the different relationships and people that you can connect with. I feel like that's the only thing that can inspire you to keep going and just you know doing it so what was it before your kids though 
because your kids are still young. So yeah. what, what was inspiring you before your before kids? Before that, I think it was just definitely needing an outlet. It was more of like why everybody goes through stuff. Everybody has some type of situation that they're going through, whether it's, you know, something minor or something super deep. And sometimes we can get it out, but we don't know how. We need to get it out, but we don't know how. Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of like, okay, how can I start saying my emotions and how can I start... um, just being myself without having to put myself out there, without having to talk much, without mm-hmm. um, going from there. And I feel like that's how I found my identity as an artist in the first place. Because going from just a bomber and just wanting to put my name everywhere and being known, now it's like I'm known, but what am I known for? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was the inspiration. And I feel like inspiration to keep going would be very seasonal as well. Right. Because you, at first, you might start something because it's cool. And, oh, yeah, this is this is pretty good. Let me try it. And then you figure out, oh, I'm good at this. Okay, and then now you're inspired to get better. And then now you're better. So then now what's going to inspire you next? So I feel like the, the inspiring is the, the, the love of wanting to continue to grow and wanting to continue that certain art and finding the inspiration that's dope yeah more snaps for that so i think we just have one closing question to wrap up the first episode of this ongoing series and that would be you mentioned earlier of what the community has given to you so now that you're trying to you know now build a second community in Lancaster, what do you want to give back to these things that have given so much to you? Man, to giving the art will be just keep creating and just being able to, to to share myself and give the people a platform to understand that this is how you can share it. And the more you give back to something, the more it gives to you and the more you got to give back. So for me, I feel like just the, the impact that I want to do is continue to prove to certain people, to certain situations that it's like, yo, we don't always have to be a certain way. Sometimes we can just be ourselves and be loved by it and be celebrated. And I feel like the impact that I want to give back is the fact that, like, yo, like, you can be yourself and you can be dope and just do that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, ta-da. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I feel, yeah that, that, that's it. It's the impact. I want to give back to be able to, like, create. Like, I want to share the, myself, but just so other people can get inspired to actually create and keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, getting to see you at the West End. The West End Market. Sh- the West End Market. You definitely inspired us. Oh, thank you. you know, yeah, we, we got your blessing. piece up there. Yeah. It hangs up. It's like the first piece you see when you walk in the door. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Look at that. Watch who you feed. Mm. Mm. That's yep. a deep one. Yes, sir. <laughs> see? Y'all got to go check them out. Emotions. We'll, we'll plug in your uh, Instagram handle later so people can go check out your art and see what you get down with when yeah. you get down with us. Absolutely. Yeah, where yeah. can they find you? You can find me on Instagram as 
Insta Bryant. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's the clearest you could say. It. I yep. like it. It's, <laughs> it's very clear. It's just my name. It's myself. It's a little bit of me of everything that I do. And just, you know, that, that's my Instagram. You can find me there. You can find me on Facebook, Brian Pieces Centron. Um, yeah. You can find him in the city if you're local to the Lancaster yeah. area. This from the Rose, man. Straight from the Rose. I love Puerto Rico, and that's, that's still my home. But, man, Lancaster has done great things for me. And, you know, this is, this is coming straight from the Rose. Mm-hmm. And that's just what it is. That's awesome. I love that, and I respect it. And I want to do that, too. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate you for coming on, bro. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was a pleasure you. having you. Yeah, no, thank, thank you. you for having me. Of course. Yeah. Awesome. And if you haven't heard it yet, we hope you have a great day. We love you. Peace, love, and applesauce. Bye. bye. Say bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>